leaving your job and trying to decide when to do that and how to do that is an incredibly emotional decision. We feel the sense of loyalty and we don't want to disappoint people, right? We feel guilty when we let people down. Leaving a role to find something that you're happier in is completely within your right to do. And Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes you think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the great job boom, which is a really exciting topic, highlighting the many jobs out there right now, showing us that there is no better time to make your next career move. So we as job seekers, according to Seek, who is today's episode sponsor, I'm so excited about that, we have the power. We can finally one-up our career with a little bit of leverage from the current job market. In today's episode, I also get to bring on the country manager of Seek New Zealand, Rob Clark, to help us understand why now is the time to move roles or change careers more than ever before. So thank you so much to Seek for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. Before we get into this episode, I do want to give a slight disclaimer that if you love your job, you don't need to leave. Like... <laughs> I know that there is a lot of messaging out there, especially within the Gen Z community, quite quitting, people not liking their jobs, people standing up against employers, blah, 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 blah. But this isn't about, you know, now taking advantage of employers because we've got such a great opportunity. It's about thinking about what you want, asking the right questions of yourself, and then using the leverage that you do have in the current job market as an opportunity to seek out those different roles that might be right for you, that might pay better, uh, that might have the benefits that can allow more freedoms in your life. So I definitely think if it's something you're already considering, that this episode is going to be really, really relevant to you. And if you love your job and you're not really considering leaving, then that's fine too. I hope that you don't feel any pressure to leave as a result of any kind of messaging. It's You don't have to. You can uh, do whatever you want, whatever is contributing to your happiness, wellness and growth is the most important thing. And I did just want to mention that because, I don't know, I feel like I've done episodes in the past centred around moving jobs or switching careers and I never want anyone to feel like that's you have to do that really often to get anywhere. Uh, this is simply motivation for those people who are currently unhappy, maybe were stuck in a certain job as a result of COVID or are looking for a bit of support in that area because I do understand how isolating the whole process can be. Okay, so you guys know that I have had experience, so to speak, now with leaving my job, with quitting a job to move on to the unknown essentially. Uh, and so I wanted to talk about those two experiences and I suppose what helped me to confirm that that was the right time and how if you're a little bit more you know, practical minded, you need a bit more than just a bit of courage, why now actually is a time that can support you in taking a risk like that uh, based on some of the research that SEEK has done and just the general job market as well. 
sometimes when we find ourselves really unhappy in a job and we don't know what to do next, the question is kind of like, is now the right time to leave, you know? And it's kind of like a relationship, like is now the right time to end the relationship? There could be a better time. There could always be a better time. And it comes back to the old saying, there is no right time. But there's also no better time than the present, especially when it comes to leaving your role. And and that's what I want to jump into a little bit about today. So if you've listened to episode, I think, 51, it might be, which is why I quit my job in the middle of a pandemic quite a quite a conversation starter that episode has been and I would urge you to go and listen to it if you're interested in hearing my like at the time thoughts of when I had just left a corporate accounting role to kind of be in in the unknown and and kind of move towards something that felt more aligned but also there was just so much fog and uncertainty and no stability or security and I sort of talk a bit about how I'm feeling and and how I fully made that decision. I wanted to tell a little bit about that story today as well though and I guess it with a different lens now that I have some hindsight. That was a role I took straight out of university. It was a graduate role. It was an amazing opportunity but it wasn't an amazing opportunity for me personally in terms of what I actually wanted to do, what what made me feel fulfilled and satisfied in in life and I think I realized that pretty early on and I had to make a decision it was either like stick it out you know the old saying of you've got to stick out a job for a year or it was leave now it was a really hard decision to make I felt like there are a lot of moving parts around you know my family knew this is a really amazing opportunity and, and always urged me to go through with it despite not liking it and wanted me to I suppose see through this opportunity but I kind of had this gut feeling that you know there are good opportunities everywhere and just because of the classic corporate structure is the typical good opportunity for most people doesn't mean it actually has to be for me and so working through all of those societal norms in my head and then what I actually wanted and trying to separate the two was quite a hard choice for me to make I even wrote a pros and cons list like a very long pros and cons list and it ultimately ended up coming down to two things which was on the pros list of leaving was that I would be a happier person and the cons list was that I would be a poorer person. So right there staring me in the face was a decision between happiness and money and I was in a very privileged position to be living at home, uh, had that support if everything went to failure and I also had built up a pretty good network at the time where I could rely on other people for just odd jobs, go back to my uni job, things like that. So definitely didn't come without uh, privilege and advantage in that situation but it was still a decision I had to make and a hard one. It felt like a very hard one especially because there was also elements of feeling like I was going to let people down and just a lot of pressure around making that decision. So that was kind of the first experience I had with trusting my gut and trying to pick a right time to leave a role. And then the other time was just recently when I left my job to move to Bali. I suppose that's almost not even correct. Like I didn't leave that job to move to Bali, but I left that job because it was no longer serving me in the way that I really wanted it to. And making that decision was very hard because I loved that job. It's the longest like career or role I'd had outside of uni, year and a half. Wow, so long for, you know, Gen Z. But yeah, it was it meant a lot to me that job and it had come with so many learnings and so many amazing people and definitely the wanting to travel piece sort of pushed me but then there was also opportunity to travel to places within that role but they just weren't 
places I wanted to go necessarily so it was like okay take the risk of trying to create something for yourself where there's a lot more uncertainty you don't have any stability of income while you're overseas but it's probably going to feel a lot better to you uh, overall and so that was the decision I ended up choosing and I think that the situations are both quite different because the first one was very much there was a lot more uncertainty in the sense I'd never left a job like that before especially not one that came with so many I suppose perks or benefits or it looked great on your CV those kind of things and the second one was I had an experience like that behind me already I sort of knew what uh, I wanted in a company I was working for from a culture perspective a leadership perspective just a role perspective like I kind of had an idea of what I was wanting and so it made that decision a little bit easier but there's always self-doubt around those decisions there's always fear and it can be really hard to put that to put the situation into perspective when it's such an emotional one and leaving your job and trying to decide when to do that and how to do that is an incredibly emotional decision because we feel a lot of the time very loyal to the people we work for to the role we have to the customers even uh, we feel the sense of loyalty and we don't want to disappoint people, right? We feel guilty when we let people down. I am the worst at that. Like I just, I will do a lot of things to avoid disappointing people, but then my view of what is disappointing people is also quite warped because leaving a role to find something that you're happier in with, you know, no um, hard feelings towards the other role or anything, just simply because that's a decision that you want to make for your personal wellness is completely within your right to do and even though you might disappoint people from an admin perspective they're going to miss you it's not in most cases isn't going to be a situation that is life or death right like it shouldn't be at least leaving you know an office job for example and it can be quite lonely as well to be struggling with your career and not really know what the right next move is I know I've definitely felt isolated in that process when I was working in accounting. Uh, so my first job out of uni, it was the first year of COVID lockdowns. And so I spent a majority of the time I worked there, I'm pretty sure at least half, uh, at home. And when I didn't enjoy what I was doing, but I also couldn't interact with anyone, and it was my first year in kind of a big girl corporate job, I struggled a lot. Like I really, really it felt like no one kind of understood what I was going through and I think that those environments are even more isolating because most people are very stressed out in that fast-paced corporate environment so they don't really have the emotional capacity to take on someone else's burdens which is completely understandable. Saying that I worked with incredible, incredible people who are really supportive but still don't have the full emotional capacity that they would have if they were working in a different structure that promoted and encouraged that kind of belonging and community and it's okay if we mess up type thinking what happens if you're already a month or two into a role and you're like well I can't leave now but I don't really like it firstly I would assess why you don't like it and do a bit of a why exercise where you're trying to get to the root cause because sometimes it's not necessarily the place it might be the role it might be little things that if they changed you would be a lot happier so I'd question I would ask you to do a simple journaling exercise where you start with a feeling and then work backwards asking yourself why you feel that way why that comes as a result of feeling that way until you feel like you've got into a 
bit of a core and then assess if what would help that is moving jobs. So is there too soon to leave your job if you just started? I left nine months into a role and honestly I'm going to say that I don't think it matters and I was talking to a friend of mine about this recently and saying like I personally don't feel like it matters at all if you explain it and that could be a really ignorant point of view because I'm of a generation where I think that is quite normal and my parents are of a generation for example where they don't because I remember when I was leaving my corporate job they said just just do a year so it looks good on your CV and for some it never clicked in my head like I understood it was something they believed but I just never got why that was a thing I always was so confused because I felt if I just got into an interview I would just explain like the company wasn't right for me I felt that I would my skills would be better used elsewhere so I moved and would that not show that you're proactive and you know can kind of think for yourself and all those kinds of things but I don't know maybe maybe not but I want to give you a few reasons why uh, if that is something you're worried about I personally don't think it matters but for whatever my opinion is worth in this situation you can always explain it in an interview and I think being honest and vulnerable is one of the most amazing things you can bring to any person or any role in your life explaining that whether they bring it up or not to just mention like I know that sometimes it can be seen as maybe a lack of knowing what I want or changing my mind too easily that I've left this job within this amount of time but here are the reasons and it's not you know personal to do with anyone else personal to do with what I see as being right for my life. I also think the longer you're in a role the more attached you feel to it. In my corporate job the people who had been there longer were the ones who found it harder to make a change or leave and it was kind of like this weird I don't know how this would look on a curve but it got or a graph but it got to a point where there was like a length of time where people would stay and then the majority of those people would never leave past that point. It was like people would sort of leave, leave, leave and then you'd get to a certain amount of years and then they'd never leave. And I think there's a combination of things there. One, people loving their job and that's amazing and I wish that was the majority. But I also think there's a big group of people who stay out of like loyalty, lack of wanting to move on. It's not a laziness, it's a like fear thing. And yeah, you get you get comfortable of course, you get used to something It's very similar to a relationship if you're in it for a long time it's harder to leave because you are more comfortable within that environment and see that as the norm right the earlier you leave if something doesn't feel right to you in my opinion the better but I do think if that's becoming a theme in your life of leaving jobs soon all the time then it might not be the role it might be something to do with what expectations you're putting on yourself around work and and why maybe that needs to change or how you can dive into that a little bit more and I'm happy to do an episode on that too if people want to hear about it. I personally don't believe there's a right time in air quotes to make any big decision in life. There are better times sure you know you don't want to break up with someone on their birthday for example you could do it any other day but overall you know the best time to make decisions like that is sooner to the point when you realized you feel a certain way because the longer you leave it the worse you feel and the worse the other person feels for hanging on to 
a person, like a staff member that really wasn't enjoying it and probably contributed to a bit of a resentful and toxic work culture. I know that's getting a little bit dramatic, but it does get to that point after a while when if you're not enjoying it, you start to put in less effort, you start to be more unhappy yourself, and that, of course, bleeds into conversations and just your aura and how you come across. So it's really important that when you identify you feel a certain way, you trust it, and then you work to with the, with as much support as you possibly can get uh, work to do something about it and change it and so with all of those feelings on top of that comes the job application process it feels like we're up against so many other people and we're not sure if our skills are going to be right for all these other roles and we, we don't know kind of where we sit in the general job market and that's hard to understand and then you're overwhelmed and then you're like okay I'm just not going to do anything about it But I'm here to tell you that now of any time is the time that you want to be looking and you want to be out there. According to what Seek is calling the great job boom, there are more jobs than ever and less people applying for those jobs, which means you have the leverage to negotiate for the things that you actually want in a role and that your skills and your CV will stack up against other candidates. And so I have brought in Rob Clark, the country manager of Seek Aotearoa, to help us understand this a little bit further. So I'm going to play the clip with him now uh, where he tells us a few of the things that make now the right time to find a new job if that's something you're already considering. Hello, Rob. How are you today? Great, Sarah. Nice to be here. Kia ora. Kia ora. No, thank you for being here. I um, I think right now we're all well aware, as it's been spoken about so many times, that there's a super crazy and turbulent world out there. And I think what I really want to get into is what would make now, of all the times, a good time to be looking for a new job? <laughs> Great question. And you're absolutely right. It is a good time to be looking for a new job, quite simply because there are a lot of jobs out there, more than we've seen for a long time. And it's at sustainably, surprisingly high levels. Uh, and whilst we don't do forecasts, if you think about the Reserve Bank and, and the way they see unemployment remaining pretty low, and what we know is that there's a strong correlation between when unemployment is low, there's lots of jobs on SEEK in particular, then it looks like these high levels will stay for a while. To add to that, you know, another reason why it's great is there's lots of jobs. There's no increase in candidates. And that kind of means that it's less competitive if you're going for a job than it has been in the past, which is quite a unique uh, circumstance. Something I hear a lot when it comes to the job world or talking to recruiters or something like that is there are certain uh, industries like software engineers, for example, that are in high demand. But something I know that Seek has been seeing is that there's an increase in jobs in virtually every industry, which is quite motivating for people as well. Yes, that's right. Every industry and uh, across the country in terms of region. So we're seeing the growth in job numbers at a higher rate in regions than they are in the main urban centres as working from home, remote working becomes more and more popular, particularly for jobs like you've said in the in the sort of IT space. People are saying, hey, I can be remote. So, you know, I'm off to mm. live in the Hawke's Bay, even though I'm working for a company that has an office in Auckland. From maybe your own personal experience, as well as what Seek has seen, how do you think that this is different to the past? So the sheer number of jobs is definitely different. And the low applications per job is also low and that's quite different too. So 
we did quite a nice longitudinal chart that looked at jobs on seek indexed you know from sort of early 2000s to now and you know we got this big jump just before gfc and then a drop and then it literally took 10 years to get back to the pre-gfc numbers whereas covid you know we saw a 75 percent reduction in jobs on seek literally overnight and now we're seeing you know almost double or 40% above pre-COVID levels, if you like, and, and sort of double, you know, the heart of COVID. So it is very unique uh, in the history mm. of, of sort of job numbers, uh, both in terms of the sheer number of jobs and the volume there and, and what that means for candidates and the number who are applying per job. So it's, it's very, very interesting. I mean, some of the reasons why we're seeing relatively low applications per job, certainly through the COVID period, was people were pretty scared about moving jobs. You know, it felt like a lot greater risk. You know, if you were going to consider switching jobs into tourism or hospitality or retail, you know, and and those industries got hit really hard when COVID came, you'd be, you'd be thinking twice about making that move where previously mm-hmm. it would be a, a natural place to have a look at. Uh, so people just decided to stick with what they knew. Uh, you know, often you're the last one into an organization, you might be the first one out if things don't quite go to plan. And so there was this reluctance in, in that regard. And then, of course, with the borders closing, New Zealand, you know, had literally a net migration of positive sort of fifty to 60,000 per year for quite a number of years pre-COVID. And literally, you know, that source of talent, if you like, just disappeared overnight. Um which meant the talent pool that people could find candidates from shrunk in real terms, particularly when you look at the number of jobs and how quickly they increased. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting because something we often talk about on this podcast is the importance of taking risks. And I think that's been a, not controversial, but just it's not as relatable topic in recent years because it's been harder to take those risks with everything happening and people are less likely to want to do that. You know, stability and security are two things that Mm. are, of course, extremely important to people. So that's why I think it's great that we can now be aware that there's always risk within a decision like this, I suppose, but now maybe a little bit more on your favour when you're taking those risks as well. Yeah, that's right. You know, if you think of the environment now... It's a lot less risky than during COVID and there's a lot of jobs. So if you're really unhappy or if you're looking for the next move or it's just not working for you, honestly, there's never been a better time than right now because lots of jobs and less competition for those jobs. Yeah. And we might have already gone over it, but what do you think is the biggest advantage to candidates right now? Well, they just have a lot of leverage, a lot more than they used to. So we're seeing candidates who are being really upfront about what they really want. Uh, the best way I can describe it, Sarah, is pre-COVID, you know, an organization might say, hey, it's a privilege for you to come and work for me. But now the, that organization saying it's a privilege for us to have you work for us, you know, and that's a real flip of, of I guess, who had, who had most of the leverage. And so organizations have, you know, lots of them have really good growth aspirations and opportunities, and they just need more talent to fulfill those. And that talent's hard to come by. So as a candidate, you're in a really strong position to say, look, these are the things that really matter to me. And if you want me to move, then, you know, I'm going to need these sorts of things. Greater flexibility being one. Obviously, remuneration is always at the top. The trusty car park, if that's, <laughs> if that's mm-hmm. appropriate. 
um, you know, what's your professional development? What's what's the you know, what's the real purpose of your organization? Does that fit with what really matters to me? And if there's a good alignment, then let's let's have a conversation. And if not, actually, I've got three or four other opportunities that, that I'll look at too. Yeah, it's interesting because you know how yeah we call it a job interview, but often we forget about the part where we interview the company. It's always the part where the company interviews us. And so, and that's yeah. always been relevant to to interview the company but we don't often do that whereas now I suppose there's more reason to because if one place doesn't suit you then there's actually a real possibility that another would oh so true isn't it you know I think we've all been there you're terrified in the interview and you're just hoping that they'll you know want to choose you and now you can go in with a lot more confidence and say okay you know you've asked me questions now it's my turn I want to know I want to know what you're up to in these areas and and, and you know what my future looks like and what's your professional development plan and so on and so on. Do you think there are any patterns, maybe from a mindset perspective, that Sync can see between candidates that might hold them back from success in finding a new job? The, a lot of it really depends on how risk averse you are. I can speak from personal experience. You know, I was in a, in a company for a long, long time. And only when I was in a position to change jobs did I really realize what was out there. And, it, and it, you know, it really was eye-opening and, you know, I really had wished I'd perhaps looked earlier um, because once you get sort of stuck in a, in a role or an organization of industry, you know, honestly, you're so busy, you're thinking of nothing else. So, you know, we really encourage people to um, use our website to look at all the different types of roles that are out there. There's lots of really good career advice. 50% of IT people will or candidates will say uh, unless there's flexi working you know uh it's it's a must-have i gotta have it um you know four and ten are saying if i didn't have flexi working i wouldn't be where i am mm. so there's you've really got to make sure you understand what's really important to you and there's a good chance that somewhere you'll probably get it as long as you're being reasonable of course um because hirers or employers are definitely having to offer up a lot more in the way of remuneration, flexibility, professional development, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I suppose that's a really important part of it is actually figuring out what you want because so often we can go into a situation and we might think, okay, well, it's in our favor now. We can kind of go crazy, but then you get to trying to actually ask for what you want and you have no idea and that's not going to get you what you want in the long term anyway so going that's right. with an idea of what you want is so key that's true and equally overselling yourself uh you know will always come back and bite you potentially too so you got to you got to be you know realistic about you know what what you what your skill set is and how useful it can be and and what your expectations are you mentioned reaching out to resources or for advice what does seek offer to support us in this process there's a lot of really good stuff on our on our site website, um, we at Seek uh, see the world as equally important in terms of the way our candidates experience Seek as well as our employers experience Seek. So, if you're a candidate and you're not sure, you just want some help. There's lots of really good career advice on our site. Um, even now, there's you know three great templates you can use for a resume, for a cover letter, for a resignation letter. For example, mm. there's how to build your own personal brand, um, how to stand out, you know, examples, you know, making sure your skills and experience are well articulated, asking good questions in an interview, 
there's mastering the interview technique, you know, using good examples, etc. So there's a there's a there's an array of really good resources that just give you a little more confidence about being well prepared. And I use that word intentionally because a lot of it is about preparation, just making sure that, you know, you've done a bit of homework on the organization, you know who you're talking, you're going to be talking to, you've, you've uh, anticipated the types of questions that they're going to ask and you've thought about how you would answer them. And just as importantly, you've thought about what questions you want to ask them because I think that's increasingly important in the interview process. And I think that resonates really well with those interviewing which is actually you know they're looking for something they're very clear about what they want as much as we're clear about what we want and that and that just instigates a much more fruitful conversation typically yeah no i completely agree i love that you have those templates on there because we all know that cv creation is probably the most <laughs> annoying process in the world so <laughs> Well, and Seek profiles are pretty helpful too because, in fact, they're very helpful because we, we have a lot of really good AI that allows us to match, you know, the skills and experience you have with the most appropriate jobs. So we can do mm -hmm. a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So if you register on Seek and, and get your profile, then we can be sending you literally weekly emails of, hey, we've seen these jobs. It looks like you have the right skills for you, be well suited for. Yeah. And that can also just get you thinking about, oh, I hadn't really thought about that sort of role or that sort of industry. But yeah, I can see how my skills would would suit, you know, and 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 so on. Um, so it's just, often it's just those prompts that get you thinking a little differently than the world that you're living in day in, day out. And and that that's what can trigger trigger either uh, oh I might actually have a look at that application or I might apply for this or might look at that company and see and and learn a bit more about them. Mm, yeah, definitely making the most of that profile and actually setting yourself up as opposed to just going through and like blindly applying for jobs that you're that's not. That's right. Of. You you'll, you'll scratch the surface in terms of what what you could apply for based on the skills that you have. So you really should make sure seek the seek AI machine is working for you by filling in your profile, being being really mindful about doing that well in terms of experience but also skills mm -hmm. because what this market is also doing Sarah is it's forcing employers to consider people who who they wouldn't traditionally consider for roles because there's a scarcity of candidates you know a lot of New Zealanders will only employ people who have very direct experience in that industry and we see the world as moving much more towards the skills that someone has and how appropriate they are for the role not just the experience that they have. Along the same lines, and hopefully, I don't know if there's more to add to what you've just mentioned, but how would someone look to optimize their Seek profile to be the most open to opportunities they possibly could be? Experience is easy to, to, to write about, um, typically, and you know, obviously your education, etc., is is pretty easy to articulate. The one thing I'll say that's a bit more challenging for people is the skill sets that you have. And so often I encourage people to talk to others and say, you know, if you were to describe the skills that you think I have, what, what would you say? Work colleagues, et cetera, clients, whatever it might be. Because those key descriptors, you know, we can marry those up to the, the various types of roles that, you know, are probably best suited for your skills and experience. And then we can surface up all those roles for you to consider. So that's a really important part of, making sure your profile is working the best it can for you. And the other thing we really encourage is try and use examples of, of the skills that you have and how you've applied those. This is particularly an interview process, but also within your uh, profile. So I have this 
set of skills, you know, th- there were th- there was this situation, I applied those skills and this was the outcome. And that allows, you know, our, our system, but also interviewers to go, wow, this person really understands this sort of issue and has, you know, has the skills and in many instances, the experience um, and can prove that to us, which is always really helpful. So let's recap on what he said so we can all remember it and we can all think about if this would apply to us. So three of the main reasons why, even if there is no right time, you know, now is probably better than ever. Uh, The first one, there's more jobs than ever. So there's more opportunities for you to find something that you would enjoy more or that would resonate with your values or the things that you want for your life. I also think just within here, a thing to highlight about what he mentioned, and I know I, I highlighted it in that clip as well, but is thinking about what you want as well like what what do you actually want because a lot of people are like, I don't like my job let's move on to something else and they kind of just find something in the same area and are like yeah that'll be good but how often do we give ourselves the time to just reflect and think what were the elements of that role that I enjoyed and that maybe I was really good at and did I like that industry specifically or could I transfer those skills to another industry? Because you definitely can do that as well. It's possible and I think it's so important to consider because you might be able to apply those same skills in an industry that actually makes you feel really passionate. The other thing he said was that there's less candidate competition. So you're up against less people. People aren't taking advantage of the job boom that is here, the opportunity that is before us. So make sure that you're taking advantage of that. I know applying can be a bit of a tedious process and that's why I wanted to highlight with Rob at the end there those things we can actually do to set up our seek profile correctly so that we can get approached as opposed to always having to do the outreach ourselves and hopefully that makes the process a little bit easier, a little bit less time consuming. And the reason that there's that less candidate competition is because there's a lot of candidate hesitancy Like a couple of stats that I want to draw on from Seek that I think are quite interesting is that 57% are worried, so 57% of candidates are worried it might not be the right company for them and 55% are reluctant to change jobs because they have felt secure in their current role. So that speaks to that stability and that security I was talking about before. Uh, And it's so understandable. It's Of course, we've been through such a rough time uh, over the last couple of years that we want that security and we want that stability and we don't really want to have to rock the boat too much to get it, which is why previously it's been a lot harder and now there are parts of this current job market that can help support us to to do to get that security and stability maybe a little bit easier than it was previously. So what are some steps that you can take if you've decided that now is a good time to leave your job. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, hmm, I'm considering this maybe a little bit more than I was previously, I want to give you a few things you can do or some steps you can take to potentially leave your job and pursue something new. And this is based off, I suppose, what I've done in the past and what has helped me. So the first one is write a pros and cons list. It's old school, I know. And I don't know if I'm just a pen and paper gal through and through, but I do love a pros and cons list. I think that it really helps to just put all your thoughts down onto paper so that you can analyse it outside of your own head and physically gives you something to weigh up. And that doesn't mean that you have to have more pros and cons, but the pros have to be of better quality than the cons, you know. So for me, when I chose to leave my job, 
I wrote a pros and cons list. The pros, I'm pretty sure the cons list was actually longer. Uh, but the pros list was things that meant more to me than the cons list. So I was th- thinking about things like freedom, passion, uh, uh, happiness, you know, those sorts of things on the pros list. And then the cons list was like money, status, you know, like what it's going to look like on my CV, things like that, which meant less to me. So it's important to weigh out the quality of the things you're writing as well as the amount of the things you're writing. Giving yourself a timeline, I think, is really important because it gives you something to work towards and a bit of a mini deadline to just make shit happen. Uh, I'm a massive procrastinator. I definitely need timelines. Well, I think everyone does better on a timeline, like just thinking about a uni assignment or something. Even if you do it in the last day you still end up getting it done because you have to so giving yourself a timeline I think is really important and because the job searching process or the the like thinking about leaving your job process can take ages and then often get to a point where you feel resentful before you do anything about it and that is not a nice place to be in as soon as I start to feel any kind of feelings like that I'm instantly like okay what's the way out because I know that I'm not only going to affect my own kind of mood and energy negatively but other people's as well then get searching on seek you know five minutes of browse time per day see this is your opportunity for fulfillment rather than admin just switch up how we're looking at it we're looking for opportunities that meet your needs uh, not admin to find another job kind of thing touching on what rob said in the little clip that I think is actually going to be really, really helpful is upload your CV and set up your profile on Seek instead of just applying for each individual job to make you more searchable. So this is this way like recruiters will be able to contact you instead of just you reaching out to companies individually with your CV. This means you're discoverable. So it gives you a better chance to find those opportunities faster. Uh, it is an extra step, but I do think that it's going to be worth it if you are quite keen on moving pretty soon. Well, with all of that, I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Message me on Instagram at the One Up Project about if you're currently going through this or what your thoughts are or how you kind of manage making a decision around your career. So I hope this episode also helped you to understand that now might be a better time than any to start applying for new roles and even just to start practicing a little bit that negotiation in order to get the things that you're wanting so I hope that it has helped bring some insight to you uh, or at least some insight into how I've gone about it and how Seek can help you with that as well I really look forward to chatting to you guys on the next episode don't be shy to reach out I hope to hear from you soon and I'll see you on the next episode thank you so much for listening to this episode of the one up project if you want to find more stuff just like this check out other apps or follow us at the one up project on instagram or tiktok see you there